All right. Hello, 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 y'all. This episode is, it's the 28th episode and um, it's titled Overlapping Catastrophe Calls for Overlapping Creative Action. And before we get too deep in the episode, I want to ask you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you caring for yourself? Is someone caring for you? Are you caring for someone else? Who's the last person you hugged? When's the last time you've been hugged? How are we? I um, I actually just came in from a walk and I was laying on the couch and just like, just sunbathing, right? I was in, I was, um, it was actually really beautiful. I uh, was in this room kind of like surrounded by windows. So it gets really kind of drafty in there, but I was like, I don't want to turn the heat on, right? The weather is changing and it's colder outside. I was like, I don't want to turn the heat on and heat the whole house. I just, or heat the whole floor. I just want to um, heat this room that I'm in, right? So I put out the space heater and um, because of the windows, I was able to sunbathe, but then I'm also like blanketed by this warmth and this heat. And um, my body actually, as I laid on the couch, my body actually started to feel heavy, like heavy with water, like this sensation of heaviness, like full body heaviness. And um, I realized my body was asking for permission to cry, right? It was, it was, it was trying to tell me something. It was trying to, um, it was trying to ask for an opening, right? For a release. And so now I'm like, coming to this podcast, like fresh from that release. I still watery, but buoyant. I am buoyant. Um, and what has actually been coming up for me, I, I was catching up with, or actually I was, um, I was, uh, doing my, so my friend Lucasa, friend and collaborator Lucasa put me on to something called PIES. It's like, check. It's a, it's a framework for checking in with loved ones. PIES standing for physical, intellectual, spiritual, and emotional. Like, how are you doing in all these four realms? And so I invited my dear friend, Mallory. Uh, if you are listening, I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, I did like a pies check-in with them. And I mentioned like something that came up in that check-in was like, uh, what's been coming up? These, these waves of emotion that have been coming up um, are like these cycles of grief, rage, and gratitude. And I said on, on good days, right? On good days, I'm able to simultaneously hold all three. And I brought this up in um, the, the Cedar World 
workshop that we had uh, last Tuesday as well, right? I'm able to hold all three on the good days. And, um, you know, I'm just so, so, so grateful that my job as an artist is to hold all three, right? My job as an artist um, allows me to hold all three. It's an expansive enough container. It's enough space in that container and then in the container of our art to hold all three. Um, And grief, why grief, right? Because, you know, if we've been following along, uh, grief because of the lives, the thousands, 8,000 plus lives that have been Palestinian lives, more specifically, that have been taken from us, right? Many too soon. I'm grieving the unrealized dreams that I'll never get to live inside of, of, right? What were their dreams? I'll never get to live inside their love. I'll never get to feel the warmth of their love. Right. And granted, we can we are going to be feeling the love of Palestinians for forever. Right. Because Palestine is not dead. Right. And we're not going to talk about Palestine in the past tense. Palestine is alive. Right. Um, And we are going to be able to uh, enjoy the collective liberation that free that that a free Palestine will 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 uh, necessitate for all of us, but um, when I think about the individual lives, I am grieving them, especially the babies, right? And rage because I live in a country funding and supporting genocide, actively funding and supporting genocide. A country where just recently the press secretary compared pro-Palestine protesters calling for a cease fire to white nationalists in Charlottesville. The white nationalists, remember how they had that whole, um, that whole like white supremacist spectacle in, in Charlottesville, Virginia, yeah. We have um, an administration that is comparing um, people who are calling for a, cis- a ceasefire um, to to white nationalists. Um, and again, we are not anti-Semitic. We are not anti-Semitic, but we are anti-Zionist, right? And they know this. <laughs> They know this. We don't have to. We don't have to keep repeating that um, for for them to change their tune. That's not the real issue, right? We know why they're um, why they're supporting Israel, uh, in 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 it's it has more to do with upholding the empire that is the West, right? But also gratitude is present. Gratitude is present. It must be. Right, I, I I'm going outside. I'm I'm um, taking my taking care of myself by letting nature take care of me, and I'm I'm witnessing the blazing colors of fall 
reminding me that empires fall, right? I'm watching as the wind picks up. I'm watching the trees shed effortlessly, right? Just as a matter of fact, right? As a, as a fact of nature. And in those moments, I'm able to slow down and remember that as a fact of nature, empires fall as well. As a fact of nature, people who commit genocide will not win, <laughs> right? I'm, re I'm reminded of that and I'm grateful for fall teaching us that in all of its fiery colors. Um. I'm also grateful because like Baldwin, like James Baldwin says, um, I'm aware, you know, that I and the people I love may perish in the morning. I know that, but there's light on our faces now. There's light on our faces now. Um, this 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 was posted or reposted by um, Zebba Blay. And I'm, I'm reminded of that quote um, I'm aware, you know, that I and the people I love may perish in the morning. I know that, but there's light on our faces now. That quote um, reminds me of the container of care inside the Cedar World Retreat. I, um, I am so grateful that uh, I am able to uh, like root and imagine inside of creative community in this moment because it has been like this 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 bright spot on both Tuesday and Thursday especially in third on Thursday when we have like that the open studio container where we have this unstructured time to feel and give feedback and to um really just like dream and kind of reflect each other's desires um I'm really, really grateful for that space in this time. And I'm grateful also because, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, as an artist, I do not have to proceed uh, with business as usual, right? As an artist, it is our practice as artists, right? I'm talking to you, even whether or not you've named yourself as an artist yet, right? I'm talking to that creative spirit that is currently in you and has been in you since the day you were born. I'm talking to that. It is our practice to learn how to hold our gaze, to refuse to look away, to witness and act. This is our job as artists. And I'm grateful that in this moment, I don't have to pretend that that's the only, that, 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 that that's not the only job that matters right now um is 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 to witness and act um and to refuse right and to fight um and so and to care right there we have to do we have to fight and we have to care um so now the question is uh how do we sustain this practice without it taking us under right how do we balance the, the fighting and the caretaking? How do we balance the witnessing and the acting, right? The gaze and creation, the grief and the imagination, right? How do we, how do we 
um, sustain this practice without it taking us under. Um, and this is actually what I reflected on in this week's newsletter. Uh, and this week's newsletter is titled, Our Job is to Make Revolution Irresistible. Subtitle uh, is Overlapping Catastrophes Call for Overlapping Creative Action. Uh, this was published on, you know, at cedarschool.substack.com on October 30th. Uh, today, it is November 1st. Um, and so here begins the weekly reading of the weekly newsletter. Twenty twenty almost took me out. Overlapping catastrophes like to flirt with your apathy, whispering into your ear with empty promises about the safety of solitude, the safety of silence, the safety of avoidance. The empty promises are dark and cavernous without light and without ground. The darkness wouldn't be so bad if I could at least smell soil. Some possibility of change, emergence, growth. But that's the thing about this empty promise, the option we have in the West to look away. We cut ourselves off from the generativity of letting grief and rage transform us. Inside collective grief, rage, and study, the walls are pulsing with life. The green electricity charges our movement. And this dewy microclimate allows us to drink from the air, hydrating our hope for one more minute, one more hour, one more day. There is nothing but the smell of soil here, plenty of ground to root inside of, eager for the seeds of our collective imagination and all the empty promises powered by fear, the whispering status quo is drowned out by all the life buzzing around us. When the overlapping catastrophes of 2020 threatened to take me out and soothe me into despondence, I had to fight like hell for air I could drink from. The tools I had relied on to keep my head above water, journaling, long walks in the park, forest bathing, soaking in hot water steeped with lavender oil and coconut oil to the length of a container of Alice Coltrane chants. None of it provided a stabilizing force strong enough to counter the overlapping despair or, or to counter the despair of the overlapping grief. Until I rooted in the overlap inside my interdisciplinary practice, I found creative community that watered my wildness. My hands found clay and created vessels for my grief. My fingers found cotton and wove cloth documents carrying codes of otherwise. My pen danced across the page narrating speculative stories of elsewhere. With deep gratitude for having made it to 2021, I tried to trace how I survived standing at the intersection of a pandemic keeping us from holding each other. Black death streaming from every screen. 
an ongoing climate crisis, and a long, sweet romantic partnership coming to an abrupt, bitter end. I realized the only way I was able to stand at the intersection of it all and allow myself to feel every bit of it was because I was standing at the intersection of overlapping mediums inside my art practice. It was from this place, this fertile ground where apathy isn't an option and the smell of wet earth rides the air that Cedar School emerged. We're entering week three of the Cedar World Retreat inside Cedar School and I'm returning to this Tony Cade Bombard quote a lot these days. Quote, as a culture worker who belongs to an oppressed people, my job is to make revolution irresistible, end quote. As media blackouts are taking hold in Gaza and Sudan, we're legitimately concerned these simultaneous genocides will fall back into the background of the everyday drumbeat of violence, a rhythm colonization has coined. As settler force forces occupying Palestine initiated a ground invasion in Gaza last week, I felt called to remind us our overlapping cultural work is a fertile place for countering overlapping despair. I'm going to repeat that one. I didn't repeat it in the newsletter, but I'm going to repeat it here. I feel called to remind us our overlapping cultural work is a fertile place for countering overlapping despair. The newsletter continues. How might we keep the flame of our outrage stoked in the weeks, months, years to come? Through our overlapping creativity, organizing and collective capacity to practice liberation in the present. As we find political home and organize continued action pods, we commit to being relentless in imagining how we simultaneously hold our grief while building new worlds. Where the walls are pulsing with life, green electricity charges our movements and the dewy microclimate allows us to drink from the air, hydrating our care across time seeding livable futures for a world we can bear. Perhaps that is our only job. So that was this week's newsletter. And um, at the bottom are dispatches from the ecosystem of CETA School, where I shout out folks who, um, you know, have really amazing like projects that uh, they are putting out into the world. Uh, Karen Lasmi is a, a, a CETA school learner um, and they have a Meeting Our Griots course uh, coming up uh, via the uh, EJ Ruka platform, another decolonial learning space. Taylor Ray is hosting a three-month introduction to, uh, to herbalism, right, with a focus on Black medicine and Black healing traditions. Um, Annika uh, Hanstein Izora, I just had a book talk 
uh, kind of like holding and platforming their book in this moment, Tenderness, a Black Queer Meditation on Softness and Rage. You can purchase that at Co-Conspirator Press. Um, Logan Shanks recently visited uh, the, the studio of their professor, Anya M. Wallace. They talked about the aesthetic lexicon of Black femme sexuality in the American self for Burnaway. You can read their conversation. It's linked at the bottom of the newsletter. And Lucasa Branfman Verissimo, the, the same Lucasa I mentioned at the top of the podcast, recently published a newsletter titled Free Palestine Collective Work is Power on their Substack Roots, Webs, Nets, Branches, Bulletin Boards. Um, and the newsletter actually features beautiful artwork that they've generously, um, generously created, which you can print out and post in your windows or carry during the Free Palestine National March on Washington on November 4th. I hope to see y'all all there. Um, so if you're interested in any of those dispatches uh, that, that are currently or have been recently uh, created by CETA School Learners, uh, then please do check out the newsletter with, that has like links um, to all of these opportunities and um, and uh, like containers for creativity uh, possibility. And something else that was featured in the newsletter is a poem by Dion Brand. Uh, and I wanna, I wanna read it as we wrap up. It's called A Prologue for Now, Gaza. It was published by Jewish Currents, um, October 27th, 2023. It begins. <laughs> The inconceivable decibels of all the things we've lived before. We've been advised of the quotas of casualty this time, but of all the things I lost when I lost hearing was the sound of human animals. How did you come to be human animals, they asked. You were born, I told them. The regulators and the fascists along each perpendicular with the least time on earth to live signed off on the old fantasies at press conferences. The editors printed their carnage again like welcome news. And I was in a ship again with nothing, with none of my belongings except my throat. That last line goes, I said with nothing, but the, but nothing's not, nothing wasn't in there. I the last line actually goes with none of my belongings except my throat. With none of my belongings except my throat. And I wanted to read this poem and save it for the end because like all we have is our throat for singing truth. All we have our hands for quilting and cloth making. All we have are is, is our music vibrating through through our bodies at the frequency of healing. All we have are our mediums. May we may we weave them together and create a new world. Right. All we have are our mediums. May we weave them together and create a new world. So I want to end with um, a bell hooks uh, passage. I have been 
sitting, 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 sitting with All About Love, New Visions uh, by Bell Hooks. As a like as a religious text, I've been sitting with this book um, over over the last week, and in the values chapter, living by a love ethic, on page one hundred one. If you want to pause this podcast and go get your copy and read along with me, uh, the last sentence, the last let's say three sentences, go. Our fear may not go away, but it will not stand in the way. Those of us who have already chosen to embrace a love ethic, allowing it to govern and inform how we think and act, know that when we let our light shine, we draw to us and are drawn to other bearers of light. We are not alone. I'm going to read that one more time. Our fear may not go away, but it will not stand in the way. Those of us who have already chosen to embrace a love, a love ethic, allowing it to govern and inform how we think and act, know that when we let our light shine, we draw to us and are drawn to other bearers of light. We are not alone. We are not alone, family. We are not alone, friends. We are not alone. Right? Um, And speaking of not being alone, uh, people have been actually asking how uh, to support this work. Like, what's the best way to support this work, to support the podcast, to support the newsletter? Um, And... The podcast and the newsletter will always be free. And the best way to support them is to subscribe to the newsletter so we can stay connected. There is a paid subscription option to the newsletter. So feel free to opt into that if if your financial capacity allows, right? But regardless, it will always be free to everyone. Um, And as it relates to the podcast, please rate and review it. That's the best way to support the podcast, right? So we can find other bears of light. Um, so thank you for asking. Thank you for listening. And thank you for journeying with us toward, right? A new world, a new world towards liberation. Um, towards a, a world where um, love is a given in our desires, Uh, and the needs of our body um, are prioritized. Uh, Until next time, y'all, take care.